uh, we had a, one of our close friends with you yesterday. Her husband passed away here a while back, but we used to go hunting together and uh, in the woods. Our families did together. At one time, uh, we all went in our truck at a camp uh, made it where we could go in it. And uh, we got back in the swamp area back there and got my truck stuck right in the middle of the creek. It was like quicksand, just stuck the wheels, got it real stuck. And, and uh, uh, my wife, she just got out the stove, started cooking breakfast right there on the spot. And those kids have never forgot it. And John was, said, if one thing about it, nothing rattled them, and she just goes right on to cooking. <laughs> And we had a good time, though. Yesterday they were here, though, in that meeting, several of them. We had a good time together. Tonight, though, I would like for you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And I want to begin to read in verse 17. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. When I therefore was thus minded, did I like lightly, likeness, or the things that I propose, purpose, do I purpose according to the flesh, that with me, that should be yea, yea, and nay, nay? But as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay, but the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now he which established us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and given the earnest of spirit in our hearts. More I call God for a record upon my soul, that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth, not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of joy, for by faith you stand. Pray with me. Father, I pray in Jesus' name tonight that you will help us to see the importance of these verses. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was sitting talking to some of the fellows yesterday and uh, talking to one one man was telling me how he got saved, and uh, he was Baptist, and, and so on. We just sat around rejoicing. One man that spoke up real quick, he said, Well, it don't make any difference if you're a holiness, your church of Christ, whatever. It don't make any difference. And uh, all of us chimed in and said, Yes, it does. <laughs> and around him. And uh, what uh, I got to read in these verses, and uh, it's, it sounds like a play on words when you see the yea and the nay and so on here. But if you'll notice, everything in God is yea, not nay. In other words, it's yes, not no. Now, verse 19, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, always yea and never nay. And Paul de defends his gospel here. Paul did not lightly make or change his plans. Like Paul, we must have certainty in our own minds. We must convey a straightforward gospel to us. Preachers and laymen alike uh, today don't know what they believe. Therefore, 
uh, one day they preach on grace, are you saved? And the next day they preach on uh, works, you get saved. And uh, one day the Holy Spirit is a person, and the next day the Holy Spirit is an it. And they, 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 and the Bible says that everything in the Scriptures is yea and not nay and not confusing. Now the Greeks that Paul was preaching to were fond of speculation. It could be this way or maybe it's that way. The Greeks longed for some new thing. Paul said Jesus, who had taught in Judea, uh, but never even visited Greek, this same Jesus had been crucified at Jerusalem. He was the Son of God. He was ascended up into heaven. He would judge the world on an appointed day. Paul did not deliver this message or for debate or approval. And I mean this, and I, 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 one of the promises I made to God when He called me to preach. I know what I'm going to say from the Word of God. I'm going to say it from the Word of God. It's not up for discussion. I've had people come to me and, and say, can we discuss this matter uh, about uh, baptism or can we discuss this matter about predestination? And I, I had a family wanted to discuss this with me about predestination. Some God predestined some to go to hell and some to heaven and so on. I said, no, that's not up for discussion and you're not welcome in our church because you preach a false doctrine and you want to change things. Uh, I want you to know right now, uh, the Word of God does not change. It's always the same. Jesus has been crucified. He is the Son of God. All these things, Paul is making very plain. He delivered this message as truth and not as a lie. Paul uh, said that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was uh, the grand reality in a world of delusion and shadows. Most uh, of the world today are skeptics in regard to the unseen. They say this is God is not, the Bible is not, the devil is not, heaven is a dream, hell is a fable, prayer is useless, faith is just a fancy. But against all this, the answer with Paul was yea, an everlasting yes. Jesus Christ is everlasting yes to man. Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. Jesus asked the unbelievers, uh, Believest thou that I am uh, able to do this? Now the answer is always yes. That's never up for discussion. He's always, he can do anything. Amen? In verse 20, uh, look at it with me please. In verse 20, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. In other words, all the promises of God uh, is security of the Bible promises is in Jesus Christ. All the promises of God from the first, Genesis 3.15, which promises the Savior the first coming, to the last promise of Revelation 22 and verse 20, which promises Jesus is coming again, and all in between is yea. Yes, it's going to be. So, God, no godly promise is made to man out of Christ. And no promise in Christ can fail. Why? He's very God in the flesh. He's not man, just only man, but He's very God, He's very man. He keeps His promise. God who is true cannot lie. Is one of this man, Christ Jesus. This is no deceit in His mouth. 
Everything he says is true. He is prophet. Therefore, all the promises of God's teachings are secure in him. The way the Bible tests a prophet, the Bible says, and I was reading some of this the other night, he said, now, he was talking to the children of Israel, he said, now, the way you know a true prophet of God or not is, if they prophesy something and it doesn't come to pass, they're none of mine. But if they prophesy something and it comes to pass, you know that they're a true prophet of God. And so when God prophesies something through one of his servants, back then, it come to pass. Now, he is priest, therefore all the promises of pardon and acceptance of worship and of salvation are secure in him. That's the reason I love to preach and I love to witness to people. I tell you, anybody, you can be accepted before God if you'll come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'll come to him. Jesus holds his arms out and says, come to me, I'll in no wise cast you out. That's to anybody, and he still keeps that promise. He is king, therefore all the promises of victory over sin and deliverance from our adversaries are secure in him. Now look at verse 22. Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul, that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth. I was talking to a man just yesterday about this. I said, i got to know something before you leave. Do you know you're saved? He said, I sure do. And me and him were rejoicing. Of course, I, I thought I'd remember when he got saved, but uh, me and him was talking about it. I said, how do you know you're saved? He said, because Jesus doesn't save him. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the best answer you can give, amen? And I praise God for that. Paul says, believe on the name of, of the only begotten Son of God according to the gospel, then all things will be uh, yours. The promise of grace, the promise of glory, all are yea in Christ Jesus our Lord. Then verse 17, verse 2, verse 20, again, if you would, four things that are unchangeable. The unchangeableness of Christ. Hebrews 13, verse 8. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I was talking to somebody here a while back about tithing. And they said, well, that's under the law. And I said, is that right? If you go study tithing in the Bible, you'll find that tithing, they tithe before the law, they tithe during the law, and they tithe after the law. And God has never rescinded that. He's never changed that. That's always been true. 10% belongs to God. Now, that's, I'm not talking about uh, trying to get anybody to give more money or anything. I'm just trying to show you the truth. If God says something, it's the same. You can't change it just because you don't want to tithe, Amen. Or you don't want to do something. The Savior, the teacher, uh, the advocate, the master, the friend, Christ never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. I don't like change. I just don't. I, I miss my friends as they're dying and going on to heaven. I look around and things are changing and just uh, the world is changing. I don't like it. I like to stay the same. I got one old chair in the house. I like to sit in. Everybody coming over to my house, you sit in that chair. This is mine. Amen. I don't want to change. I want to be just the same all the time. God never changes. The unchangeableness of God. Look at verse 20 again, please. Uh, verse 20 says, For all the promises of God in Him are yea and amen. 
This is an illustration by the fulfillment of divine promises in Christ. In Christ, everything is yea. Not just jot and a tittle has fallen to the ground, not one of them. Uh, God's promise of Christ is always yes, and it always will be. Then the unchamber of the Christian doctrine. Look at verse 18. Verse 18 says, But as Christ is true, but as God is true, our word towards you was not yea and nay. And what he's saying is, I speak the same word of God, and just as much as God is true, the word of God is true. Christian doctrine is certain. It's definite. And it's everlasting. It is not yea today and nay tomorrow. As there's no change in Christ, there's no room for change in statements respecting Him. The old gospel, the new gospel as they call it, should be the same. Verse 19. Look at verse 19. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Sylvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. In other words, uh, the same doctrine that you teach about Jesus Christ should be the same today. It was a hundred years ago. Amen? It doesn't change. The doctrine preached by Paul was preached also by Sylvanus and by uh, Timothy. And I, I, I think about, I listen to some of the old time preachers. I wish everybody could get some of the tapes that I got and some of the old records. I got a big old thick record of men preached with one of the Gypsy Smith. I don't know if y'all ever heard of him or not, but he had a crazy eye. I mean, he had a wandering eye. And man, that guy could preach. And I got his old tape, uh, the old record one day. I sat down and listened to him. You could hardly... You could, you could just understand you had to listen real close to the thing because it's scratchy and everything. But man, that guy could preach. And you know what I come to conclusion after I listen? He preached the same gospel I do. He preached the same way I do. He preached by grace, you say, through faith. And that's the only way. And I, I listened to Dr. D.L. Moody and all those great old-time preachers years and years ago. That didn't change. You stay to it. Now, the unchamber of the true believer. Some want to say, I used to be saved. Or I used to be a Baptist, but now I'm a Jehovah's Witness. And on and on. All right, look at verse 21. But now, he who established us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and given the earnest of spirit in our heart. Moreover, I call God for record upon my soul that the spare you came not as yet into Corinth, not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy, for by faith you stand. That doesn't change, amen? If you're saved today, you'll be saved tomorrow. And I can't understand these people that want to talk about I used to be saved, or I used to be a Baptist, or I used to be something. If I am saved today, I'll be saved tomorrow. I'll be saved forever, because the Word of God is always yea. I love to talk to people uh, about this matter. God doesn't change. I got uh, a man came to me here a while back and wanted to know uh, about the versions of the Bible. And I did a study several years ago on different versions of the Bible and how they changed certain words and parts of it when they translated it into these new versions. And I said, let me explain something to you. 
What is the number one tool that the devil could use to send more people to hell than anything else? It's changing the Word of God. Because if you don't believe the Word of God is the Word of God and it's true today and tomorrow and forever, then you're confused, which is right. So there's only one Word of God and it stays that way. Amen? And I could show him in the Bible how just changing a word or putting a word out of a different context and so on. And we were laughing yesterday. Some of us, mid-year, was all of our English teachers. And I said, and I went back to King High School and finished up my uh, high school diploma. I got another diploma at night. And uh, one old boy was sitting there said, and I said, and guess who was my English teacher when I got there? Mrs. Yeager, he said, oh, man. And they all said Mrs. Yeager. But she wanted me, she, when I was in her class at, at that night school, she said, uh, we're very fortunate tonight to have one of my former students here tonight with us. do come up to the blackboard and diagram a sentence. Because all of my students know how to diagram a sentence. I said, not me, Mrs. Yeager. <laughs> I, I, I used to know, you know, you draw your sentence and you, here's a verb, here's an adjective, and here's a noun, and all these things coming up and showing you how to diagram a sentence, but I'll never forget it. But I learned something, Mrs. Yeager. Every word, you could put a, a, a comma in the wrong place and change a complete meaning of it. Or you can put quotations in the wrong place. You can change the meaning of it by changing and just moving a word around in the sentence and change the whole meaning of it and the emphasis that you put on it. And that's the reason you don't mess with the different versions and things that change. The Word of God doesn't change. It stays the same. Amen? And the, word, the greatest tool the devil could use is changing the Word of God. But God doesn't change and His Word doesn't change. I love it. Amen. Stand with me. Heavenly Father, it's good to be here tonight. Good to be here with your people. Good to see each one of us, Lord, together in your house. And Lord, help us to stand true to thy word always. We don't have to change just because the world is changing. We got one true God, and he's the only God. One true Savior. One true word of God. And we could go on and on are the things that you teach in your word that does not change. Bless us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing Mrs. Royce's favorite song. Page 383. I don't know how many years I sung this song and I put I heard and that's not what it says. Says I hear. Sing it with me. I hear. 